This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis. It's good to be back with you folks at this time. We're always happy that, to hear that you're listening. We get email and correspondence and phone calls from folks. Uh, if you would, write me and let me know what station you're listening to. We looked first there at the first home. Then we looked at man, the head of the home, the woman, the queen of the home, the children, and heritage of the Lord. And that's what we just completed that. And now we're going to look at the home and the family altar. Now, I know the old trailblazer is uh, old enough to know and alert enough to know what's going on around him, around me, and around you. And I know that the, our families, our modern-day families, have, have gotten away from many of the old uh, traditions of our old family home back there 100 years ago, 200 years ago, where the man was the head of the house and they had family altar. And we're going to talk about that. But I know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm old enough to know. And I know that what's going on, we're living in a religious world today, a modern religious world. We've gotten away from the old style, old time, old fashioned home. And I want to ask you, dad and mother, are you ashamed to get your family together at night, particularly at night, and have a Bible reading, a family worship time? And uh, if, you, if you're not doing that, and you have a, a young marriage, young children, let's, let's begin immediately to do that. And uh, dad and mother, if you have a daughter or a husband or a son getting married, uh, lay on their hearts to start what we call family worship. You just set aside a time after, after supper, uh, turn off the television, and uh, gather around the fireplace there if you have one, and uh, dad take the Bible, and, and read a passage or two, not long, you don't want to bore the children to death, and then have a word of prayer. If you feel led to discuss the scriptures, maybe it's just you and mom, dad and mom. You can do that without children. You don't have to have children to do that. But let's go, we're going to look at it, the home and the family altar. And we've been bringing you these messages now for several days on the home. But at this time, we want to speak of the home and the family altar. Or we call it family worship. Family worship in the present day home is all but a thing of the past. You'll still find a home here and one there that's retaining the old family worship. But they're few and far between. And I'll tell you what happens. Those, when you find one of those, you'll find that the children, as a rule, are obedient unto their parents. You'll find that the wife is in subjection to her husband. And that the dad, the father, is in subjection to Christ as his head. Now, the home is the first God-given institution that the world ever knew. It is the basics or the foundation of society, the church, the state, and the nation. You destroy the home, which we've just all but done. You've destroyed all other institutions. Now, that's where we are today. You look, you look around a little bit at our our, just look at our world here in America, that our, how our politicians are corrupt, many of them, and uh, almost every strata of society, you, you find no honor among men, hardly at all. You don't find, you find where they, where they, uh, there's just so much going on because they never were brought under subjection to the Lord back in the early days of their lives when they had family altar or, or worship where they weren't taught. We, we living in that day now. The Apostle Paul called it perilous time. This is what Satan has done. 
And the reason our churches and our nations are both on the toboggan slide to hell, our, our, our homes as a whole are gone. Our, our homes as a, as a whole are gone. Now, you can, you can blame it on Satan if you want to. You can blame it on the television if you want to. You can blame it on uh, uh, all sorts of things. We have so many homes now where they have one parent, the, the dad is not there anymore. Most of the time it's the dad is gone. Mother's doing all she can do to keep the children fed and clothed, send them to school, and uh, working out herself, trying to make a living. We find all of those things. And that's what I'm describing, my friend. And, and, and I understand. I understand what you're going through. But, my friend, it does not give you the right to, to, neglect, to neglect your family and your home. Let's look first at the home and see what we mean by a family altar or family worship. This present-day generation knows nothing about family worship. And so much so, until when you speak of family altar in a home, they think about some shrine or, or, uh, or altar where, where you can come and kneel down and worship or say your prayer. No, that's not what we talk about today. No, that's not what we're talking about. When we speak of a family altar here, we speak of a family worship where the husband or the wife or both of them can call a family together read the Bible, portion of it, and then kneel for prayer. The, the father leads in the prayer and asks the blessings of a covenant God upon every member of that family. Now, my friend, can you picture that? What a gracious scene. Let me ask you, Dad, Mother. You may not have a family altar. Maybe you're uh, what they call an empty nester now. Children are all gone. But do you gather around, gather yourself together and read your Bible? And then ask, ask the Lord for your families, those wayward children, those way, that wayward girl, that wayward boy. You know, I've told you oftentimes, I have three grown children and, and five grandchildren. I've been so blessed. I've never had one in jail. I've never had one on dope. All of those things. And my heart goes out to those. I know several families where the daughter has gone off in rebellion and uh, drinking and smoking and and, and got pregnant and now got a couple of three children that mama and, mama and papa was having to raise. Oh, my friend, I ask you to join with me here, the old trailblazer, in prayer for those families. You don't have to be your personal family. It may be your neighbor next door or across the street over there that you know a little bit about and they have a wayward daughter. Would you, would you pray for her day by day as the time comes and goes? Oh, my friend, and I tell you, we have enough, enough, folks that we know personally who are not saved that we could spend much time in prayer but would you ask the lord for them i often ask you to pray for me here the old trailblazer that i'm not growing weary and tired and and worn out my friend but the lord give me grace to go on and i just feel that it's so so necessary to speak to you along these lines about our homes and our children and our family all of those things but listen listen let's go back let's go back and look at it. Such, such family worship as we speak of is so foreign today to the average home till it's laughed out, a thing of the past, something we've outgrown. It is usually laughed at and made fun of. And fathers who lead their families to worship are thought of as an old backwoods, foggy-eyed old fool. And, and listen, some who accuse of being religious, well, I wish we could return back to those days. The old family altar where the man and the woman reverence God, 
Look upon the Bible as God's inspired word. I tell you, we sell many, many Bibles here at the Radio Bible and Book Room. We only sell the King James Version. And I often hold it up in my pulpit when I'm speaking. And I tell my audience and I tell you, this is God's word. Read it. Believe it. And be saved. Disbelieve it. Make fun of it. Ridicule it. Go to hell for your trouble. You say, there you go, trailblazer. You're just an old hard nose. No, but listen, my heart is big as a pumpkin, my friend, because I have, a, I have compassion. I have compassion for, for folks. Do you, does it ever dawn upon you, my listener friends, does it ever dawn upon you that one day you're going to die, that you one day you're going to cease from breathing? Yes, that's right. You may have someone in the hospital. You may be there. And the doctor will tell your family there's no hope. No more hope. No, go, go ahead and make arrangements for a funeral. Have you ever faced that, my friend? You're going to die. I, I, I conduct many funerals, and I tell folks, I, I, don't, I don't heap laurels on the dead. I don't spend a lot of time talking about how good this lady was or this man was or what a great soul. So, no, I, I turn to my audience and say, listen, folks, you and I probably never meet again in this same situation. I want to ask you, are you saved? You say, Trailblazer, you do that? I say, yes, sir, I sure do. What else is there to do? I don't go there to heap laws on Aunt Jenny or Uncle Tom. Their, their, their soul is gone on to its reward, whether it's heaven or hell. My friend, that, that body laid in that casket is nothing but a bunch of, bunch of clay. But that soul has gone on. The Bible says to, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That is, if you're saved, if you're not saved, where will your soul go, my friend? You say, Trailblazer, you you just an old, crazy, mixed-up fool. I know that. But let me be a fool for Christ's sake. If all of my endeavors here, my reading and studying and preparing these messages, if only one soul ever gets saved, and that soul is yours, it's yours up there in Kalamazoo, over there in Huntington, West Virginia, up there in Charlotte, North Carolina, over there in Florida, wherever, in Huntsville, Alabama, wherever you are. Oh, my friend, up there in in Memphis, and in Nashville, and uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, and over there where WWCR goes out on shortwave, over there in Northern Ireland, where I hear from those folks, and I, in Nigeria, I got a letter this week from an individual said, I hear you on WWCR out of Nashville, Tennessee, over here in Nigeria. My friend, if one of those families hear the gospel over there and turn to the Lord, it'd be worth everything I put in it. It's not foolishness to me. No, I'm not, I'm not being foolish at all. I'm laying the, laying the responsibility upon you, Dad, you, Mother, to take a hold of your families if you have small children or older children. But, my friend, why let Satan wreck and ruin our homes? So much of that already happened. We're never going to get them back. Those children off now somewhere in college maybe are grown up going to uh, drinking and carousing and, and shacking up and fornicating and having illegitimate children. My friend, my friend, let's don't let that happen to our children. Can you look over there at one of yours, little old toddler, little old four, four five, six-year-old girl, and, and imagine in your mind that one day she'll be out there shacking up with some guy. Oh, my friend, that just tears me all to pieces to think about it. I wish I could sit by your side and lay on your heart to begin to, to serve the Lord and begin to worship the Lord and begin to, to read and pray and study with your family. My friend, the old trailblazer has got a heart big as a pumpkin. That's right. I long after folks. We have folks out there in our mission field, mission work, 
that I can visualize their faces and I pray for them day by day. Then my time's run out of Old Trailblazer. And then remember the Old Trailblazer's address, the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And remember my phone number here, air code 225-664-8658. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.